Okay, welcome, Michael. Over to you now. We're going to start with your expose of the grains industry. I touched on it in commentary earlier, but um, yeah, really critical point, isn't it? What are we seeing? Absolutely, Mark. Um, grain was having a volatile enough year as it was. Uh, everything was uh, largely being driven by what was happening in Russia and the Ukraine. And then the rains came. They came in October. They kept going in November. And even as we go to air with this podcast, we're still waiting to see what has come out of them. Um, prior to the rain, we'd been forecasting, everyone in Australia had been forecasting the third bumper crop in a row, around a 60 million tonne overall grain and oilseed crop. Um, and of that, wheat was going to be about 34 and a half million tonnes. Uh, a minor drop in the crop forecast for last year, but that was just because things were going to go back to very good conditions as compared to the excellent conditions of last year. But what's going to happen now? Well, the water is still drying and going down in so much of the grain country on the East Coast. Not all of it, um, not all the uh, cropping regions, but certainly some um, very important parts of New South Wales and Victoria and some parts of Queensland too. Um, farmers right now are facing a few decisions, big decisions. How much of the paddock can they get into? Uh, whether they should use fungicide, particularly considering they spent so much on inputs, fertilizer, herbicide, and other things at the start of the year. And how much will their crops be impacted? How much will volume be impacted? How much will quality be impacted? And this isn't just going to impact farmers going forward, these big question marks. It's going to impact receival centres. It's going to impact grain handlers. Uh, how much will there be a downgrade in quality of a lot of this grain from good protein grains down to um, different grades of feed grains? How much is this going to delay the harvest? And that's almost certainly going to happen. So will contractors be really in demand in a shorter space of time than they normally would be? Because normally the, the harvest has started around now in Northern Australia and Queensland and works its way south in a pretty good way. But how much is that going to be disrupted? And the fact that uh, the crop is still going to be pretty big, but if there's a change in quality and a change in grades, how's that going to impact where it's stored and how much it hits the, the ports as well. So all those things are yet to be played out. Yes, it will still be a big crop. Um, and yes, the crop very much out of WA in South Australia is looking like it's gonna be a terrific one in terms of volume and in terms of quality, but just what the impacts will be remains to be seen. Pretty hard to judge what you've got to sell too when you're looking at um, prices jumping around a bit and knowing exactly what you've got in terms of quality and where it's actually stored and whether you've got access to deliver at a at a time. Um, it becomes a bit of a guessing game, doesn't it? So it, it could be a really drawn out experience and a difficult one to manage in lots of ways. It becomes a guessing game for both sides of the equation. Uh, for those who are looking to see what they sell, um, you, there's that old adage for croppers that uh, you sell 30% in advance, 30% when it comes off, and, and well, the other third or so later on will hang on to it. Uh, but that's really up in the air this year because of the uncertainty. The other big part of that equation is at the other end too. For the big grain and oil seed users, whether it's the millers, uh, who are looking for that good quality food grain, whether it's the feedlotters and the fact that uh, the national cattle herd continues to go up and they're going to need a lot of feed, as are the other feed users, uh, how much will they be able to get or do they need to look at the economics of getting a lot more for the East Coast ones from across the other side of the country, um, whether they buy it now 
or potentially the other side of the equation, whether they think that there may be so much of the lesser quality grain around, the feed grain around, that maybe they hold off. There's a, a lot of judgments to be made there. The other point in terms of buying, and this is obviously the huge thing about grain, is Australia's export buyers. Now, they are still nervous about what's happening in Russia and the Ukraine as far as grain coming out, particularly the Southeast Asian buyers. And they are still very keen to get as much Australian grain as they can, being mindful of the limitations of grain coming out of our ports. So how much they will keep prices up to a degree, uh, how much they will get from here now or book ahead will also have a big impact and they will be watching the whole situation very closely. Yeah, I think it's as fascinating as ever and um, volume will be really key. And whilst we talk, you know, wheat as the proxy for grain and you mentioned canola, but, you know, the lentils and chickpea crops and other legumes um, going around, they're all sort of impacted in different ways. And um, a slow delayed harvest is one thing. Um, there's a bit of cost with a lot of mess that goes with being wet everywhere. And um, with a really big yield, it sort of takes your mind forward to next year as well around the input replacement and the costs that would go with that. Um, having had a really big season in most places and, and for a couple of years now um, for some. So, yeah, I, I think there's a, a lot in all of that. How do you see the the news and the, um, the issues of Ukraine and are the boats getting out? Are they not? Will they or won't they? Um, is there any clear view on this or is it really just a matter of staying close to the news? That one, what's happening in the, the Ukraine area, continues to be a game of who's going to blink first. Uh, there were the early concerns at the start when the Ukraine issue started and the crisis started and prices went up. And then the market uh, gradually got used to it and then things opened up slowly and the market relaxed a bit. And then uh, in the past few weeks when Russia's decided to raise question marks about grain coming out again, prices went up less than they did in the past. The market's starting to get used to this, but that global uncertainty remains. There is uh, not much likelihood that grain prices will go down substantially in relation to that. And there is every likelihood that uh, unexpectedly, but certainly at different times, uh, just when the world thinks that things have started to even out there, something will come up again. It's a very good bargaining position uh, for the, the, um, the, the players in that part of the world. Thank you. Yeah, and um, and flexible storage and logistic solutions, uh, you know, win the day again, don't they? Uh, this time around, whether you're a a key um, a bulk uh, accumulator or buyer, or whether you're a, a farmer, so um, we wish everybody uh, the best in all of that, and um, we'll stay close to it. One one other thing I'll just throw in there is whilst watching what you've got coming in, and whilst you're looking to prices um holding off the cost of carry is sort of more expensive than it used to be as well and if you're using credit limits to to uh to get your timing right um you know the additional cost of of money uh today versus last season is reasonably significant so um there's a lot of factors at play here which will influence the judgment about what to sell when to sell and how to sell as as you talked about earlier. So we look forward to working with everyone as um, productively as we can through all of that to try and get the best possible outcomes.